Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 28th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they affect our local economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show. All first timers in studio. Very excited. Uh, we'll have a conversation with Heidi Peters of RDH Insurance Professionals. What if your thumb stole your career? Also in studio, we have Tracy Warren of InSpark Coworking LLC. Grow your business by creating community. Our last guest in studio, Julie Porter of J. Porter Business Services. Does your business need a best friend? Great information, as you can tell by the topics of our show today, and great guest in studio. Again, for more information or to connect with our guests, please call the show at one 411 Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at com. And let's start out today's show as we do each week with a little money chat. Money. Money. As I'm fanning myself, Keelan, here comes the hot flash. It's coming on strong right now. What do you got for money chat today? Uh, well, I decided uh, we're going to kind of go over the talk of the town right now. We're talking a lot about interest rates right now and oh, yeah. and how they're low. And uh, I've been talking all this personal stuff, and I thought I'd bring in some good content, some information for our listeners Your today. personal stuff is great content because the listeners want to know what's happening with their co-hosts. Thank you. That makes me feel a little bit better yeah. about it. But, um, yeah, interest rates and how they're low right now, and, and it's really actually causing a pretty big spark with pending home sales in August after a decline in July. So pending home sales resumed uh, trajectory in August after that uh, decline of 2.5% in July. So that's a positive result three of four months. So there's kind of some doom and gloom with that month going you know, backwards, mm-hmm. and it appears that we're headed in the right direction. So National Association of uh, Realtors Pending Home Sales Index, which is the leading indicator of existing home sales based on signed contracts to purchase rose 1.6% to 107.3 in August from July's 105.6, putting pending sales 2.5% higher than August. So this is all good news for our housing market. The index rose in all regions, but the West especially was infected. Uh, infected, affected, that's a little better. <laughs> infected, in- affected, it's yeah, all okay. In- infected with good sales. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, and then also the year over year was a gain of 8%. So pretty exciting mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the NAR chief economist said it's very encouraging that buyers are responding to exceptionally low interest rates. The notable sales slump in the West region over recent years appears to be over. Rising demand will accelerate home price appreciation in the absence of more supply. Um, he also noted that with interest rates expected to remain low, home sales are forecasted to rise in the coming months and into 2020. 
Yay. Uh, Yay. Un- <laughs> right? Unfortunately, so far in 2019, new home construction is down 2%. The hope is that housing starts quickly to move into higher gear to meet the higher demand. Moreover, broader economic economic growth will strengthen from increased housing activity. So where he's getting into there is the other side of that, uh, where a lot of analysts agree that home construction has been squeezed a little bit by the land and labor shortage of, Mm -hmm. and uh, that will also need to pick up for the market to fully recover because builders are really actually focusing, and we see that a lot here in Seattle, on the higher end of the market. But uh, with sales picking up, NAR is forecasting that... uh, that they will end the year 0.6% higher than in 2018 and will grow another 3.4% over the next year. And it's the housing is predicted to increase 2% 2019 and jump to additional 10.6% in 2020. So all in all, I mean, we don't have crystal balls, right? Nope. And uh, nobody predicted rates to go down as they did. Nope. So, But it's nice to hear, you know, these things and... You know, sometimes they they turn out to be true. So yeah, this is all we'll great to, news uh, for our market. And yep. That's my co-host with a little bit of numbers today. A numbers today. I'm getting serious today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll take a little on the personal side, but something <laughs> I think I can definitely help you. Uh, uh, my money chat today is just talking about ask you a question. What's your word for 2020? Now it may seem a little bit early to be thinking about your word for 2020, but since it just came up for me and I came up with mine, I thought I wanted to bring it in today to you for my money chat. So since 2015, I've been coming up with one word that will guide me throughout the entire year. And I I don't have a set time that I do this. It just depends in a space and a time to where it comes up that I'm inspired to actually do so. And that was this weekend. I held a retreat for 10 women at my home. It's a retreat called Step Up Your Greatness is the name of it. And my treat's an all-day event, and I take the women on a journey through many personal growth exercises. Uh, Connect Your Dots exercise we do, the Reflection Challenge exercise, uh, building your positive triggers to offset the negative ones exercise, the gift of contribution, and, of course, the word exercise. Now, this is just a few because literally it's all day. Um, really, really powerful day that is purpose-driven for self-reflection and life-changing. And in addition, a uh, bonus to that is just the connection that you build with the women uh, going through Uh, these exercises uh, together. Now, when I found this exercise, my word exercise um, online, I thought it seemed pretty cool. So I thought I might just give it a try. And at the time, I had no idea the impact that it would actually have on my life. In 2015, it's not that long ago, but with each year, this has been five years that I've been doing my word exercise. And now for 2020, that's taking me into six years. Now, the person I've become today has been more than I would have ever thought or that I would do in the direction I would have gone before 2015. I've been financially successful almost a quarter of a century, but in 2015, I really made a difference in personal success, where I can say today that I feel that I'm at a high level in my personal success level. Now, my word started for me... um, started me on my journey and my work through community. So all the stuff that I do in transitional housing, um, all of that came after 2015. I wrote my my song, Dream. That came in 2000 after 2015 when I came up with my word, Dream. I'm going to share that with you. Uh, inspired to write my book, Journey With Me, which is based on my personal core practices, my personal and my professional core practices and my journey through life so you know how I got to those core practices. I created my coaching program, my one-time-year business, 
this eight-week burn. I uh, became a keynote speaker where I share my story of tragedy to triumph. I developed my Inspirational Break podcast, which I go and record that after studio uh, here on the radio show. And I created my retreat, which is Step Up Your Greatness. So all of that happened after I came up my word with my word in 2015. Before that, everything I was focused on was everything related financial success. Now, when you have an intention and your word's going to give you that intention, what you're able to accomplish may be more than what was you thought was possible, just as for myself. Now, I would love to share my words with you. So just to give you an example of what this might look like for you, if you have never came up with a word for yourself to start out the year, I'm going to share my words from 2015 to 2020. And I'm going to share the poem that I wrote its title and the image that reminds me of what my word is throughout the year. Because I believe that the poem engages you or it engaged me in my word. My image helps keep me connected to that word and anchored to that word throughout the year. So here it is. 2015, the name of my poem, Live Your Dream Now. Live Your Dream Now is not about having an extraordinary life. It's about embracing every second of your day. And through that process, you will live an extraordinary life. Of course, my word for 2015 was dream. 2016, be an inspiration. I will be inspired so that I can be an inspiration to others. If I can wake up every morning and be an inspiration to at least one person, my day will be a success. My word for 2016 was inspire. 2017, I'm happy. I'm happy and I feel blessed for my life, my family, my career, and my community. I am happy and feel blessed for what life has taught me. From tragedies have led me to my triumphs. My triumphs have led me to others. My word for 2017 was appreciation. 2018, I'm a half a century old. I am smarter, I'm wiser. I'm a survivor and I'm a warrior. Only now do I truly have the strength that I need to conquer the world. I remember hearing when I was younger, with age comes wisdom, and I now understand. My word for 2018 was transformation. And 2019, for this year, everything has a reason. There is a reason for every season. There is a reason for every market. There is a reason for everything in life. I will continue to ask the universe questions, but with trust, not wonder. My word for this year was for 2019 was trust. And 2020, seize the opportunity. Opportunities are just waiting. I will seize these opportunities so not to miss them. My word for 2020 is opportunity. So I hope that can in- inspire you to think about what your word. I want to give a shout out to the women that spend uh, a powerful day with me um, in my home. Celine, which has been in studio, thank you for preparing all of the health-based food, plant-based foods, which were unbelievable. And I hope that you think about your word for 2020 because it will take you places that will be very exciting, not just for you, but what your contribution will be to others. And that's my money chat coming up next in the money are what if your thumb stole your career? Heidi Peters of RDH Insurance Professionals right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Are you a small business owner that is intimidated by the businessy side of your business? Do things like taxes, financials, office systems, and government issues scare you? Do you even know if your company is making money? Maybe you're thinking of starting a business, but you don't know where to begin. Are all those steps intimidating you? Your business might be doing okay, but you want to see growth and development. Julie Porter is a small business specialist who can straighten out those overwhelming back-of-the-house tasks. Get your financials in line and teach you how to be profitable. Julie will walk startups through all the brass tacks of ownership and provide a checklist that guarantees a successful setup. 
of. And when you're ready to scale out, she'll work with you on a plan to grow your business. Hi, I'm Julie Porter. Give me a call at 206-310-2147 or shoot me an email at julie at julie-porter.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 28th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It's a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, how to save money so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with our guest on the show. You can call the show at one 855 411 one 855 or online at com. In studio right now, for the first time, we have Heidi Peters of RDH Insurance Professionals. What if your thumb stole your career? Heidi, I love the title of our uh, topic today. Very excited to uh, see you in studio. And this is three days in a row that we've been together. I just really like our uh, relationship <laughs> that we're starting to build here. And yeah, thank you for being here. Well, thanks for uh, having me come. You are totally an inspiration. So, yes, you did that to me. So I feel comfortable coming to do this my first time. Love it. Thank you, Heidi. And a little bit about Heidi. Heidi Peters is the president of RDH Insurance Professionals LTD. Heidi started this company in 2004. While still practicing clinical dental hygiene full-time, she believes that communication is the key to making informed and wise decisions, and she wanted to be the bridge between dentistry and the insurance industry. Dental hygiene is a profession that is hard on on the human body and can result in reduced or lost income. There is no greater asset than the ability to earn a wage, and this asset asset should be insured. Heidi has been helping dental professionals protect their automatic deposits since 2004. Heidi expanded her practice to include medical and dental care providers in November of 2019. Her own disability injury inspired her to reach out to those that care for others. Heidi, let's start out with, uh, tell our listeners, how did you come to uh, be on our show? What is this? How did you get to this journey to the money hour today? Well, changing careers in 2018, I was, of course, you know, when you're in dentistry, you're face to face with patients all day long. And if you hang out with me like Tina has for three days in a row, (laughs) you know, I love to talk. I love people and changing from that face to face interaction with people to having my own insurance company in my home. Uh, that kills my soul. I need to be around people. So I researched finding a fabulous networking women's group so that I can find a new tribe I can hang out with. And I found now Networking of Women. Shout out to Rayanne, founder and Hill. Yes, mm-hmm. she's wonderful. And so one of the first people that I met there was Tina. And Tina gave her, uh, her uh, one-minute talk. And I'm like, wow. She is an inspiration, and I think I've been there now four times, Uh and every person in this group is phenomenal. So I've already read Tina's book. I've already, you know, I missed the retreat. Next time. I know. Next time. I'm a loser. I didn't go. (laughs) I couldn't go. (laughs) It was actually not just one day. It was actually two days. I kind of left that out. This was a special treat because it was for for now, so it was a sleepover, and so, yeah, it was a commitment time, uh, definitely. 
Yeah, next next time, <laughs> Heidi. So, Heidi, let's talk about your career change recently and actually is what brought you now. It's how I met you and how you're getting out and sharing with people. And the title, there's a little something that goes with the uh, the title of our conversation as well around that. So can you share that? Well, I never thought in a million years that I would be one of the healthcare providers that would have a disability. I came into starting my company wanting to help others, never thinking I would have to partake. And I've been going to all the schools since 2004 and, and preaching the the importance of ensuring your greatest asset. And my left thumb, 10 years ago, starting to it started to have some issues. So I just ignored it for a while. Then I started wearing braces. And in January of 2018, it became apparent that it was not going to let me continue to be a full-time practicing hygienist. So I went part-time. And then in November of 2018, my hand specialist says, you're done. done. So... I had to figure out who am I now because mm-hmm. I was who what I did. I did what I loved, love what I do. And now my side gig had to step forward and I had to recreate why do I get up every day? Yeah. So you're left-handed, I take it? No. No? I am right-handed with a left thumb injury. Oh. Um, I can't pull those nice tight lips that you guys all want to hold together. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. Um, I did at least 80% of the anesthetic in the practices I work with. So having to hold, you know, lips back out of the way, 37 years of being in dentistry, it's done. Yeah. Well, well Keelan, uh, Keelan can imagine, can't compare. It's not his career, but, you know, with your industry and it's affected your passion and what you want to do in that soccer. Yeah. I had a, you know, I had a uh, ACL reconstruction here on the 15th of August. So you wouldn't know it. I'm actually walking now, but um, yeah, I, I feel the pain literally. Mm-hmm. And you never know. No. You know, everybody always says when I go to the schools, the first thing the students say, but I do yoga. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yoga's not going to help my left thumb. Yeah. So it's just, you never know. You could get sick. You could get injured. Yes. You know, those life interruptions can be devastating. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I mean, and you, it, when you need it, right, is the time that, like, when it actually happens to you, it's like life insurance kind of, right? You're like, nah, death insurance, nah, you know? But then when you actually need it, and I've experienced this personally in my life, like, it's an amazing tool that you have. It's the same kind of concept. So tell our listeners exactly what your business is and who do you primarily serve? Up until November of last year, it was only hygienists. That's what I came up with. The name RDH Insurance actually stands for Registered Dental Hygienist. I knew that it could grow into um, retirement, disability, and health if I wanted to change the name to something more. Mm -hmm. So primarily it's been with the hygienists. I have recently expanded, and I will be going into Montana to help the care providers and hospitals there, which I'm really excited about. I am from Montana, and... I heard that accent there. Yeah. <laughs> they have a Montana accent? I don't know. Well, I just heard when she said Montana, <laughs> it sounded like a Montana accent to me. <laughs> we don't I, think we have it, but, you know... I'm going to be listening now, no Montana. pressure. Oh, no, now I can't talk. <laughs> and, you know, Montana is a wonderful state. It, it's who you know and the connections you have with people, and my brother happens to be a... Um, uh, hospital administrator and he it didn't know what he has he doesn't know what the hospital provides he just doesn't care about that you know healthcare providers yeah. are so used to taking care of others so, I want to help them yeah awesome. so you're continuing to build outside of hygienists yes 
Yes. Yeah. So Heidi, what is the, what is a disability income insurance and what does it insure? It, and everyone always thinks that disability insurance insures a disability, like it's connected to your body. It actually is paycheck insurance. So it's insuring that paycheck coming in. Typically, will restore about 60 to 65% of your income because that's where your tax bracket falls. Uh, unfortunately, the higher wage earners, um, they have reverse discrimination. So you might have to layer on two policies. But it's actually ensuring that if you get sick, if you get injured, and you have a loss of wages, that you will be restored. I love how you said that in your bio, too. Uh, I have a finance background as a financial advisor. We always used to say your biggest asset is you, and you mentioned that in your bio, and that's so mm-hmm. true. You are your biggest source of income, and why would you not insure that? I mean, you hit it on the head. So important. That could devastate your family. So, so important. What other kind of objections do you hear when it comes to this type of insurance? Probably the biggest one is cost. Yeah. They think it's too expensive. Um, I would say investigate. Don't go with just what you think. But look at it, you can pretty much think it'll be around 3% of your gross. Probably the second um, biggest objection is they're fearful they'll they'll be excluded. They already Mm -hmm. have something going on Mm -hmm. and what they want insured, like your knee, Mm -hmm. would be excluded. And then they think that's the only body part they have and it wouldn't be worth going through the process. So if someone's listening to the show uh, today, Heidi, and they're looking for a professional, obviously that's why you're here because we bring in the best of the best, um, people that we really really want to introduce our listeners to. But um, how are they going about and meeting someone like you? First of all, I would interview whoever you are speaking to. How many hygienists, if you're a hygienist, do they have a big population of hygienists that they insure? Do they speak the same language? Um, what, what are their belief systems in disability? I mean, this is something that's the hardest insurance to get, and I would make sure that whoever you're going through, that disability is one of their top products that they go after. Yeah. Heidi, can you share with our listeners the, uh, the talent you discovered that makes you who you are and how you add value? My talent probably, which was a curse or it could be a benefit, is <laughs> I love people. And it's, you know, no one wants to buy a product that they all want the right income, the right outcome. So you really have to be able to talk to someone, find out what they want, go through their objections, make them feel safe to have the conversation. And so I love people. Yeah. So Heidi, you'd mentioned that you uh, took the time out of your uh, data to start reading my book. And I want to thank you for that. And um, I know in the beginning, we talk about your why. And, and so have you figured out, you know, you've talked earlier as well. When I heard you yesterday and you were or day before yesterday and you were speaking at now, uh, you had the uh, center stage for your presentation and really talking about the why about what, what you do. So share a little bit around that. When I read your book, part of that, I think you're in my head, Tina. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I love Tony Robbins, if you know me, and he believes everyone has a primary question. It took me a little while to figure it out, but my primary question that I ask myself all day, many times over, is how can I help? Yeah. And that's what gets me out of bed. That's what fills my bucket. How can I help? And I, I love that. And it's, it's, it's definitely in line with, uh, with my word inspires. If I could just be an inspiration, just to at least one person, my day's a success. Love that, Heidi. So unfortunately, Heidi, we're running out of time here, but before we go, I'd love to ask you, uh, what are some last thoughts that you want our listeners to grasp or things that they can carry forward from our conversation here today? 
Protect your family. Protect your lifestyle. At least find out what your options are. Don't be fearful and um, make sure that you have more certainty in your future. Love yeah. it. Great advice. Heidi, thank you so much for coming in and joining us in the studio. Look forward to uh, having you back again. And I know I'm going to see you real soon again. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you both. Coming up next to the Money Hour, grow your business by creating community. Tracy Warren of Inspark Coworking LLC, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, after the short break. Are you a small business owner that is intimidated by the businessy side of your business? Do things like taxes, financials, office systems, and government issues scare you? Do you even know if your company is making money? Maybe you're thinking of starting a business, but you don't know where to begin. Are all those steps intimidating you? Your business might be doing okay, but you want to see growth and development. Julie Porter is a small business specialist who can straighten out those overwhelming back-of-the-house tasks. Get your financials in line and teach you how to be profitable. Julie will walk startups through all the brass tacks of ownership and provide a checklist that guarantees a successful setup. And when you're ready to scale out, she'll work with you on a plan to grow your business. Hi, I'm Julie Porter. Give me a call at 206-310-2147 or shoot me an email at julie at julie-porter.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 28th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts, and we're here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio, again, a first-time guest on our show is Tracy Warren of InSpark Coworking LLC. Grow your business by creating community. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today. You bet. I'm so excited to be here. And a little bit about Tracy. Tracy believes community is the key to success in life and business. So true. As community creator and connector in Spark, co-working was exactly the right business for her to open. Every day, she gets to connect with others and support women in business hands-on. And it's so much more than that. She is a rapid supporter of Loving Truth Teller. She's excited to cheer you on when you are successful and encourage you when you need a little gentle nudge. Most days, you will likely find her quoting some random movie line, breaking into song based on our conversation, or laughing out loud at something she found funny. Ultimately, Tracy believes that we are better together and co-working is just one part of that. I nice love, bio. I was going to say, I love that bio, Tracy. Love that's it. awesome. I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Now that's the truth. I love, I love it. it. <laughs> and drop the mic. <laughs> yeah. And we're done. We're wrapping yeah. up. <laughs> so uh, grow your business by creating community. I love that too. That's a great philosophy. Mm. How do you build your community, Tracy? Well, I build my community because I take care of the people around me. I mean, that's really what I do. I'm all about making connections 
as Heidi was talking, I was like, who could I introduce Heidi to? Who is connected to dental hygienists? That's just, when I say we're better together, that's what yeah. I try to live every single day. And so true. And that's why when I'm uh, when I'm connecting in all the, the businesses that I do, one-on-one is not as much fun as connecting in groups. And that's why I love the studio and having everybody here during all of our different segments is because you guys were already networking before we started the show. And I know that you're already connected and going to con- con- continue that networking. And yes, you're a natural networker because you went right into that, Tracy. So Tracy, let's talk about your favorite thing that you do at work. One of the favorite things I do at work, especially when I'm having a hard day, because, you know, mm-hmm. running a brick and mortar isn't easy, is to sit back and watch the people connect who didn't know each other except for yeah. in Spark. Yeah. And I and that's, again, why I love this show and the platform is because we get to, as the host and co-host, Keela and I get to watch the connecting and the relationships, not just in business, but the friendships that come together. And yeah, what a blessing to be doing that all day, every day in your type of work. Yesterday, someone came up to me and said, okay, we need a happy dance room. And I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) And really what he was, he was just sharing that he got a new contract. And so he wanted to share that and do a little happy dance. So we talk about High fives and hugs, love but it. apparently we need to add happy dances. I love the happy dance room. You'll hear me and Tina just randomly being mm. like, whoop, whoop, all whoop, of a sudden, whoop. or like, you know, just yelling and just happiness because we just encourage each other and have fun. And you got to have fun. Life's short. Victoria, behind the scenes, I hear everywhere we go, she's, yeah, sometimes she probably looks at us like, mm, like oh, these two are crazy. You guys Let's are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so what does, Tracy, what does growing your community have to do with your business growth? There are a lot of ways that micro entrepreneurs, micro businesses need support that regular businesses don't need. And so that's part of what we do is making sure that small businesses, micro businesses get connected to the resources that they need. Yeah, because when you're doing it all on your own or you're a solo entrepreneur or a very, very small team, having that camaraderie, the service, the everything that you need and the support. So how does co-working help business owners? Co-working helps business owners in a number of ways. One is it can get you out of your own head. Mm. Um, If you're used to working from home, it's very isolating. You need to be around people like Heidi mentioned that um, that's part of it, that I have live people that I can talk to about my squirrel brain ideas that Uh I come up with. And just having people around makes such a huge difference. And the change of scenery can do amazing things for your creativity as well. Yes. Yeah, you know, Tracy, being a, I was a financial advisor and then in the mortgage business, me and Tina can work wherever we want. Even if I stay in Seattle, I leave my house every day. I get dressed every day. I cannot stay there. And, uh, you know, I, I... you know, dress the part for the day to get my mindset right. So, and, and then we bounce off of each other constantly and have that kind of accountability for each other. And it, it just pushes you. And when you got Tina here, how do you not be inspired by, by that? So Ooh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you, is co-working for working or is it for networking? I'm so glad you asked me that question. And the answer is really, it's for both. Uh We have created a new question in our space. It's, are you interruptible? 
because we there's those of us who work there all the time we got really comfortable with one another and so we would interrupt each other just like coworkers interrupt each other all day and that can cause problems so we do networking we have events where networking is built in and we have built in time during the day where you can be interruptible but mostly we're working Yes. People ask me, people will say to me, I won't get anything done there. And I'm like, hmm, the rest of us are working. So I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what you think you're going to be doing when you're there. But my guess is it's probably working as well. Yeah. Well, in, in my space, definitely there is, uh, there's not the interruptions. You've to really, I believe, as a time management and business efficiency coach, you have to set up your boundaries. But also in time blocking, when are the times that you're going to get together and strategically network? Because I was, you know, it, that answer is all of above. I mean, you really need to have both. You have to have a space to where you're working and really staying focused on the task at hand. And you have to be able to be connecting and networking because just as you said, that's where the inspiration comes from. That's where the aha moments come from. Uh, that's where the singing and dancing and all the uh, the great stuff that's going to be happening in your happy room comes from. So, uh, so true, Tracy. So what is nurturing your network? Nurturing your network is those little ways that we take care of one another. Mm -hmm. So whether that's, it was Marcel Allen, who's been on the show before, it was her birthday. I got to work early Monday and blew up a whole bunch of balloons and put them in her office because I knew that that would make her day. Yeah. Or making sure that there's Irish breakfast tea for the guy who likes Irish breakfast tea. Love it. So... I want to do that for others, and I want, I teach other people how to do that for each other as well. Yeah. And I want to go work, check out her place, go work over there. Oh, we got a it. full team over at the office in full, but that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> other we, different business professionals. We'd kill the dance room. We'd yeah, we, oh, yeah, we would kill the dance room, 100%. <laughs> so uh, men have challenges in business as well, but what is the biggest challenge that you see for women in business, Tracy? You have more challenges than women. More, yeah, probably more. Saying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, probably more. <laughs> I think, honestly, women get wrapped up in the roles that they take on. Their wife, their mom, their this and that. And I think that a lot of times it leads to mediocrity. I know that when I turned 40, I looked at who am I and I'm, and I said all those things. I'm a wife mm-hmm. and I'm a mom, but who am I as a business owner? And if I don't know, then I don't know how other people can help me and support me. And I think that when women look at what is possible if, mm. everything can change. Yeah. Yeah, love the lo- love the word of uh, possibility. So, Tracy, how can you be an advocate better for one another? I think just listening better and giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, like I said, or I haven't said this today, but there's so many things that separate us mm-hmm. if we allow them to. You can have Democrats and Republicans and Christians and atheists and men and women. And you can find ways to divide us, but the more we come together and look toward the needs of other people, yeah, that's like connection's going to win every single time. Definitely. And I always say, listen, this is what you just said, ask, ask questions of what they're doing around listening to 
possibly if there's a problem or a challenge, and then give your advice and how you might be able to support them in that process. I've actually gotten really good at asking for permission before Mm -hmm. I give advice. That's something I've been working on quite a bit. Mm -hmm. If I know you, I might say, can I offer you a reframe? Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, quit saying I can't or I shouldn't or blah, blah, blah. Yes. Tracy, let me ask you, what has been one of your biggest successes in your business up to date? The fact that it's been almost two and a half years and I still am fighting. Yeah. Honestly, it's been, uh, I did not imagine that it would be as challenging as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, In King County, there are 85 co-working spaces and in Snohomish County, there are two. So what that means is I say that I own a co-working space to people and they give me this look like I'm talking a foreign language. So the fact that I'm still open and growing Love that. and uh, I'm sane and still smiling, yeah. I'll, I'll take that as a success for today. Yes, huge success. So from that, that challenge those first two years, what have you taken out of uh, lessons learned from the challenge or things that you've really been able to help that's going to move you towards continuing to build on the success of your business, Tracy? A couple things, but primarily just learning how to talk about co-working in a way that's relatable to people. Uh-huh. And building those advocates so that it's not always me that has to be talking about my own business. Yeah. Those two things really help. So if you were doing a, a, a just a 10, 20 second commercial on what it is, what would you say to somebody? I tell people it's like a gym membership, but for office space. And like a gym membership, it only works when you use it. I love that. That is good. Great analogy. Uh-huh. I like that. So, Tracy, we only have a couple minutes left here, but um, unfortunately, one minute, minute, unfortunately, but uh, I'd love for you to give a takeaway to our listeners who are listening to you today and anything that you'd like to share as far as advice or about your business or anything you'd like to leave resonating. Sure. Ultimately, people talk about whether they're B2B, like business to business or business to consumer, but I would just invite you to look at businesses as P2P that we're people doing business with other people. I like that. Oh, that's a that's really good. I love that, Tracy. Tracy, thank you so much for coming in and look forward to uh, having you visit us in studio again. And if you're listening and you want to connect with Tracy, please call the show at 1-855-411-50 or go online at themoneyhour.com. Coming up next in The Money Hour, does your business need a best friend? Julie Porter of J. Porter Business Services right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Are you a small business owner that is intimidated by the businessy side of your business? Do things like taxes, financials, office systems, and government issues scare you? Do you even know if your company is making money? Maybe you're thinking of starting a business, but you don't know where to begin. Are all those steps intimidating you? Your business might be doing okay, but you want to see growth and development. Julie Porter is a small business specialist who can straighten out those overwhelming back-of-the-house tasks. Get your financials in line and teach you how to be profitable. Julie will walk startups through all the brass tacks of ownership and provide a checklist that guarantees a successful setup. And when you're ready to scale out, she'll work with you on a plan to grow your business. Hi, I'm Julie Porter. Give me a call at 206-310-2147 or shoot me an email at julie at julie-porter.com. 
You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money on 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, September 28th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts bringing in each week into studio the best of the best so that you have the resources that you need on everything regarding your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're here to connect you with a guest. If you would like to connect with them, call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. In studio right now, another first-time guest for the show, we have Julie Porter of J. Porter Business Services. Does your business need a best friend? All these great titles going into what we're talking about. Julie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Us too. And a little background about Julie. Julie is a small business specialist. She is on a mission to make the business side of business a breeze for owners. Relentlessly helpful. She works with startups, expanding companies, and established businesses to develop and grow. With over 30 years of business experience, she grew a small restaurant into a success with multiple profit centers. She is an experienced in startups, systems, finances, growth, and government, and has helped over 350 clients realize their dreams of being their own boss. Julie's passion is mentoring women small business owners. She is on the board of the Little Black Dress Party, a nonprofit that supports women and children charities, as well as a benevolent fund for women in need of legal services. She is the author of Seven Steps to Kick-Ass Businesses. So Julie, how did you end up becoming a small business specialist? Well, when I got out of college, I discovered something about myself. I worked in jobs that were in the field that I had studied, and um, I discovered I did not have, uh, it didn't click to be in a hierarchical form of business for me. So I took a little bit of a break, a week or two, and um, I uh, got a job as a bookkeeper at a restaurant with no experience, but I like food. So a restaurant just made sense to me. (laughs) And I learned on the job. And what I did find is I loved business, and that just totally clicked for me. And so I absorbed everything I could. I did every single job in that restaurant from cleaning to dishwashing to cooking to everything. Um, and, And just really enjoyed it. So I learned it from the inside out, and then I learned how to build a business and uh, ended up owning one. And uh, it grew from 15 employees and about 350,000 a year to over 100 employees and 4 million a year when we sold it. So um, it was it was just a ride. But when you're a small business, it's really interesting because you're having to wear so many hats. You're doing mm. so many different jobs. You're doing repairs. You're doing maintenance, remodels. You're doing the accounting. You're filing your taxes, dealing with every conceivable government agency out there. And then I'm um, trying to navigate all that. And then um, you just you learn to not to tackle everything and not be afraid. And, um, and then after we sold that, I uh, be, had a consulting firm, took a break to stock my children. 
And then I just wanted a simple little company, so I just took mm-hmm. me and you know my accounting stuff and a computer, and I started working with small business owners with their financials and helping them get strong there. But then I um, it just expanded into doing more of what I love, and that's kind of bossing people around. No. <laughs> the truth comes out, right? <laughs> um, it's actually teaching people how to run and grow a business. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people out there who do the emotional side beautifully and mm-hmm. wonderfully, and I am a very soft person, cheerleader, and, and yeah, supportive. Sure. But I also am really brass tacks about business. You have to do these things. And that's what I specialize in, teaching people how to do the, the backside of the house. Yeah, love so. that. And not an ownership in a restaurant, but I did in my early years work for Denny's as assistant manager. And you just brought a little fun memory to me because um, I did everything. Dishwasher. Mm-hmm. It was only because my dishwasher didn't show up, so I had to wash dishes. Exactly. But I was on the cook's line. I can flip eggs like nobody else, and I can stack more plates than anybody that I know. So, yeah. Isn't that fun? Having love that. It. Oh, yeah. my God. Love that. <laughs> so let's talk about what advice uh, would you have for somebody that's looking at starting a business? I, I recommend that they really do their research. Just dig in and, and learn everything about the demographics, what you're doing. You know, how are you going to mark up your product? When, when you um, are starting a business, the thing that's inspiring you to start up, that's only about 30% of a business. Mm-hmm. That other 70%, you're going to have to learn. So you might as well do it before you go. You're going to need, um, you know, what, how to cost out your product service, licensing, choosing a legal or tax structure for your business, which is huge because that has tax ramifications that can last a long time. Sole prop partnership. LLC, you know, corporation, you know, get get permits, choose your accounting system, get supportive apps, on and on and on. And I recommend they set routines. And even if you're a creative business, it's super important to do that. I um, There's a lot of creatives that say, oh, I just can't manage that stuff. But if you can't manage it because you're creative, find someone who will and hire yeah. them. But don't try to open up a business without attacking that side of it. You're leaving money on the table if you do. Yeah, one of my pro- professional core practices is to brace your strengths and hire out your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Julie, what is uh, one of the most important things a small business owner can do? Okay, this one drives me crazy when I go into cleanup companies, (laughs) honestly. And if any of my clients are listening, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, You need to keep your business life business and your personal life personal and your financial and your financials. So you open up a business account and you open up, keep your personal account, but do not use your business card for personal or vice versa. Um, You'll find this one on the top 10 list of every good CPA in the world. Um, But part of it is because it's mental. If you um, keep it separate, you're going to treat your business like a business, not an extension of your personal life. And then you're tracking things in and out, and you just become a better business owner. Uh, The other thing is the IRS cares. If you're a creative business in particular, um, they could actually, if you're commingling, um, they could treat your business as a hobby and disallow your expenses, Yeah, particularly in the starting spaces. That'd be horrible. I mean, all the things that you're buying to create and produce. And um, so if you're audited, it's up to you to convince them that you operate a real business. And it's always on you to, to prove. And then at tax time, I've done this. I mean, I speak from experience because I have commingled. And um, you have to go, th- you have to, you mingled it. Now you got to unmingle it. Yes. And you got to come up with that list, go through all your accounts and mm-hmm. separate them and then add them up and then, you know, do your taxes from there. And it's a mess. It's horrible. And then you might miss deductions. And it's horrible. You, you might have, you know, purchased a $500 item 
at Best Buy on your personal card and you forget about it yeah. and you don't deduct it for your business, well, there's, you know, a third of that now Uncle Sam gets. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in that. Yeah. I think we need to keep all of our money. Get it set up yeah. correctly and, yeah. and make sure you've got that all separated. So let's talk about a couple ways uh, for small businesses to survive a uh, Washington Department of Revenue or an IRS icky audit. Those are horrible. Um, I, I have quite a bit of experience helping people through them. And um, the one thing that it, it comes up is that in this age of no paper, um, you've got to keep receipts. And that even mm-hmm. if you're storing them on the cloud or you find in a little app where you can take a picture of your receipt and store it, you have to have them because um, I'm in the middle of an audit with a client now and they just came back with a list. Show these, you know. And so they're having to go back and try to find those receipts because they'll pay sales tax on every every item they purchased. And for them, you know, it might be $15,000 and it's $1,500 that they'd end up paying. So it's not you know, just save those receipts. If you, it doesn't have to be sophisticated. Just stick them in an envelope yep. and keep them, and then you've got them there. And then um, save your statements. Um, those You need those for backups, and if you keep them on your computer in the cloud or somewhere, but keep those because if they're going to audit you for three or four years, and if you have to go back, it's 6 to $18 to get those back statements a lot yeah. of times with your banks. So keep good records. You know, It's on you to prove you did it right, so you want to make sure that you keep them really yeah. well all along the way. And what about all that emotional stress, too? And, you, uh, you know, the systems yeah. you have in place, that's yeah. such a stress reducer. Mm-hmm. Even in me and mine, Tina's business, we have systems for everything, yes. so it doesn't take up that space in your mind. Mm-hmm. And when you got all that riding on your business, that's got to be so stressful for you. That's exactly right. It's, it's overwhelming for people to think about it. And um, I love it when someone comes to me when they start a business, say, teach me how to do it right. And then it's just yeah. like smooth going. It's wonderful. And then other times it's, um, you know, if you go in and they're already being audited and they're saying, hey, they're trying to get me for 15 grand. And then you got to go back in and try to, you know, get them down to zero, which is always my goal. Zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you say good businesses keep good books a lot. What do you mean by that, Julie? Well, in an analysis of business success, the quality of your bookkeeping has a huge impact on the outcome. So if you don't manage your business by the numbers, your business has less than a 50% chance of survival. So you had a 5% chance of survival if your um, business bookkeeping practices are poor. And I'm talking about the guy who come to me with five bags of, um, you know, uh, receipts and a bag of weed in the middle of it all, and that has happened. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So that was poor. I was wondering if I heard you correctly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Washington State thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was hilarious, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and then and then there's the person who just barely, you know, they file some reports, but they're usually late, and they may reconcile. Then there's the people who do good bookkeeping, and that's a 50% chance of survival. You only have a 70% chance of business survival if you keep good books. Now, mm-hmm. it, for me, it, with that unknown out there, I'm going to make sure that I'm in that 70%, you yeah, know, have a 70% sure. chance of survival because there's 30% I can't control. Yeah. So I'll control what I can. If you're a business owner, hire out a bookkeeper. Uh, then you don't have to worry about not, you know, not running into these mm-hmm. issues. So what do you see outside of the fact they're not hiring it out? What is the bit, or maybe that is the biggest challenge that small businesses have in keeping their books? I, you know, I always, I kind of come from the, the headspace that if you're starting a business, it's really good for you to understand how it's done. So mm-hmm. understand 
understand how to reconcile, how to enter, how to do all that stuff. Get on those routines, do it, um, and then then you can pass it off later. But Makes then you sense. have an understanding, and then you can read your reports. But nobody goes into business to do bookkeeping unless uh-huh. you're a bookkeeper. But they go because they're really good at something, or they have a fabulous product, or something like that. So they're mm-hmm. they're not doing it. So a lot of times they just kick the can down the road. It becomes overwhelming, and then they're mm-hmm. stuck on a deadline late, you yeah. know, penalties and everything else. So marketing is way more fun than bookkeeping. Nobody mm-hmm. likes to do it. So I like teaching people how to do it. And then, I, you know, if they have to hand it off, I totally support that. But yeah. make sure they find someone good. Yeah, love yeah. that. And, I mean, hire out your weaknesses. And why wouldn't you time is money? Why would you not call Julie or get an expert to come in there and show you the ways, first of all? You, you've never been a business owner before. So that's like invaluable knowledge and in, mm-hmm. in saving you time, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how... Tell us specifically, Julie, how you help uh, companies strategically grow. It's kind of interesting because it's really easy to say, I want to do $2 million a year next year. I want to do $10 million. But I sit down with someone and we, we go through the reality of what that growth looks like. So how will you X out? If you're a one-person business, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. You'll have to sell more than your time. Are you going to sell digital? Are you going to sell courses? What are you going to do? Um, so it's, uh, are, you gonna, are you going to hire employees? Do you have it to get there? I have a, a client, we went through the whole the whole process of it, and they decided at the end that growth really wasn't what they wanted to do right now. They wanted to spend mm-hmm. time with their family, and they'll look at it again in a couple of years. And then I've got another guy, we exit all out, we're going to hire project managers, and we're in the process of doing it, and he'll double his sales by next year. He's geared for that. So yeah. you have to decide, you know, like I say, it's easy to say you want to do it, but it involves a huge commitment to grow. Yeah, so yeah. you got to really take a look at what mm-hmm. that, that whole picture looks like. Right. So what about your favorite thing? What do you love about coming in? and doing what you do every single day. I love working with women, small business owners. I love them all. I mean, I have male and female clients, but it's such a special um, thing to work with women business owners who are fulfilling their dreams and creating a business. And I think for me, um, because I am from that brass text, let's put it together side, um, I, um, I, I see that a lot of women, we've been raised to believe that we are not hardwired to manage or understand back of the house. Mm. And so um, I wanted, I like teaching people to do that. And I love that light on their, in their eyes and on their face when they get it and they understand. And it's, um, it's wonderful um, helping them understand their numbers. So they are empowered to do what's awesome. And, you know, knowledge is power and uh, it gives them confidence. And there's nothing that looks better on a yeah. woman than confidence. Yeah. Julie, we're unfortunately down to one minute, but uh, I wanted to give you a two-parter considering here. So first of all, what project are you working on right now? And second of all, we need to talk about this little uh, black dress party event on October 5th. Okay. Um, The special project right now I'm really excited about is I'm working um, and getting – working into government contracts, which people don't really even think about. It – Government spends over $500 billion a year, and so they're the biggest purchaser in the world. And they're supposed to send, spend 23% on uh, products and services of that $500 billion with small businesses. So um, that's $115 billion that needs to go to small businesses. Wow. I have Right? I have my certifications. I'm helping clients get certified, and we're working on networks to um, get government contracts. Surprisingly, um, real estate is one of the underserved um uh, codes that they're looking for women to fill. So they're look. I mean, they're they're actually looking for people to fulfill these government contracts. So it's really exciting 
potential. And then the Little Black Dress Party. It's just this awesome event, and it's October 5th. It's a non, uh, Little Black Dress is a nonprofit dedicated to raising money for local charities that focus on women, children, and families. They have a benevolent fund to provide legal and financial services. And, but the party is about women dressing up in their little black dresses and we get together and there's a silent auction and there is um, a live auction. The live auction has kind of a twist where it is um, men in uniform, bachelors, that um, there's a date package that is auctioned off. But if you're married, you know, you can still go and just get the date package. You don't have to take the bachelor. <laughs> My husband's really relieved I haven't taken one home in all the years I've been going. But it's just a fun, fun, entertaining evening out. And there's good yeah. food and uh, it's, it's a great time. And it's for a really good cause. And Wonderful. it's at the Raw Bar 89 in Kirkland. All right. Yeah. Well, if you need more information, call the show at one 855 400 or go online at Thank you so much, Julie, for coming in. And thank you to all the listeners uh, out there. So this is your host, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We'll be here same time, same place next weekend right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.